Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for March 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had Brian Rust of RustCoinandGift.com on your radio. And we talked about the honest money report, ladies and gentlemen, as we do weekly on your radio. Brian do a phenomenal job. We talked about, quote, Russia disruption, I guess, fuels... Nickel's 90% spike. The metal nickel is out of control, folks. London Metals Exchange has to suspend nickel trading because why? The cost of the price skyrockets. It's used in semiconductors and in car batteries and all kind of things. Ladies and gentlemen, nickel's a precious reality check for us all. I'll tell you that right now. And Biden signed an executive order on Wednesday directing the federal government to literally start to regulate cryptocurrencies. Yeah, they want to come up with a plan to regulate cryptocurrencies, folks, recognizing their popularity and their potential to destabilize what they call traditional finance. What is traditional finance? Is it constitutional currency, gold and silver, or is it fake money that your government put in place to betray us all, huh? In January, by the way, the Federal Reserve announced that it would seek public comment on whether they should create a digitally or a fully digital dollar. Last month, the Justice Department also put in place, they announced its, quote, first director of the National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, Un Young Choi, who will be charged with prosecuting criminal cases related to the use of cryptocurrency and digital assets. Anticipation of a, quote, regulatory crackdown along with Rules require tougher scrutiny of digital transactions. Yeah, it was all tucked into Biden's huge trillion dollar, what do they call this thing? Infrastructure bill. Yeah. So those abuses by Biden now has got the, quote, cryptocurrencies lobbying Washington for favor, right? Colorado County clerk accused of tampering with voting machines. Well, she was the one that said they committed vote fraud, and so she was trying to get the machines to get the truth, and that now they turn the tables on her. Shame on them. Also, they tell you there's no vote fraud, but the problem is Texas election official. Uh, her name is Isabel Longmorier, or whatever it is, to resign after thousands of uncounted ballots, over 10,000 of them. Wow, that was our One Liberty Roundtable Live Hour 2. We talked about the New York court dismisses Smearmatics, $2.7 billion lawsuit against Sidney Powell. Yeah, the judge dismissed all claims against Sidney Powell and Fox host Janine Perro claiming, well, they had no jurisdiction over Miss Powell. Wow. But the mainstream press manipulates it and talks about the case going forward with Giuliani and others. Um, but buried in the story is kind of like this idea that, oh, Sidney um, and Janine got off the hook. 
but yet they're moving forward with the case. So it's all manipulated in the mainstream press. But the truth is, the reason, in my view, they let Sydney go is because they know if she gets in court, she'll bring so much out. They don't want that transparency. They don't want that accountability. So they buried it, let her go in an effort to shut down the case. It's good that the claims are dismissed, but it's kind of like the Ammon Bundy case. I'm glad that Ammon's free. But, man, I sure wish we could get to the bottom of some of these cases. But whenever they dismiss them, then they can bottle up all the information. And we can't drag out how evil government bureaucrats uh, are. Because how do you discover when the case is dismissed, right? We also had a guest on, Nan Su, doing a phenomenal job. He's a senior China writer. Uh, and China and Asia writer, I guess you would call it. For the EpicTimes.com, Nan Su doing a phenomenal job. We had a discussion about China's goals. In regard to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Beijing cannot wait for escalation of the Ukraine-China, or I'm sorry, the Ukraine-Russia crisis, because China will be waiting in the wings to make friends with Russia, to back and support Russia. Instead of the United States having a great relationship with Russia, now it'll be the communist nation of China expanding their imperialism, if you will. The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has strategically positioned itself to take advantage from the current tensions here. Yeah, it'll push Russia or Vladimir Putin into the Chinese expansion plan. Beijing is pursuing its 2049 initiative, which is an aggressive plan to have global dominance by the year 2049. Yeah, they want that done by the 100th year of of the founding of the communist nation of China. You say, wait a minute, it's been around for longer than 100 years. I know, but in its current designated communist form right anyway there you have that two hours of riveting radio it's still available online libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net spread the word tell your neighbor share the love and donate liberally will you please all right without further ado news the networks refuse to use starts now ladies and gentlemen i've got chris carlson with me welcome to the broadcast sir thank you sam without god we cannot win with god we cannot lose the battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. All right. We've got so many different topics to discuss today, but they're kind of uh, along the same lines. The first one is this incredible report from Ben Swan. Now, Ben Swan has been a good, dear friend for a long time. Uh, his company is Truth in Media, but he's now with Sovereign News, if you will. And it's called Truth About U.S. Funded Biolabs in Ukraine. Now, here's the deal. In the beginning, they told us, ladies and gentlemen, that this wasn't real, that we didn't have any government U.S.-funded labs in the Ukraine. And we said, yes, it's true. And your mainstream press said, no, it's not true. What a conspiracy theory. la di da Okay. Well, the bottom line is now they got caught, ladies and gentlemen. Your government got caught lying through their teeth, and your mainstream media in bed with the government got caught lying through their teeth. And now, once again, the truth shall make us free. Uh, Here's Ben Swan. There's some commercials in this that I didn't have time to take out, but we love Ben, so it's okay. But listen to this report, ladies and gentlemen. If we get to the break, we'll pause it and continue on the other side. Cameron? All right, so here we go. The Ukraine bio lab story. Is it true? Well, now you know it absolutely is true. Thanks to Victoria Newland spilling her guts under oath. Ukraine has uh, 
biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. Okay, so now we know that at least 30, 30 Ukraine biolabs existed when the media told us just a few days ago that none existed at all. So what was in those labs? That's what we're looking into today. I'm Ben Swan. This is Truth in Media. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We have so much to get to today. So we had actually begun recording an episode about uh, this biolab story a few days ago, researching it, putting it together, and then the narrative completely flipped. It went from a debunked so-called conspiracy theory of which there was no truth to being proven to be completely true. And now what we're watching is the scramble to hide information, delete old web pages, remove information, and of course, those so-called journalists out there who are now working double time to try to cover up what was actually going on in Ukraine. We have so much information to get to in just a minute. Before we do, a shout out to our partner for this episode, FinestKnown.com. Finest Known offers exquisite rare coins, ancient coinage, shipwreck treasure, currency, documents, art, and artifacts of historical significance. If you're looking for a place to purchase gold or gold products with real value, you need to check out Finest Known. And if you're looking to purchase goldbacks, another of our partners, Finest Known is the best source to purchase them from. Check them out today, finestknown.com. Okay, so back to this story. What an incredible story it is. Just a few days ago, we had already seen all of these so-called fact checkers, USA Today, PolitiFact, and others trying to debunk this theory that Ukraine has US-funded biolabs. It's a lie. It's Russian disinformation, they said. In fact, Twitter had already begun to suspend accounts of those asking questions about these biolabs that the platform deemed incorrect. Not only was it, by the way, media making these claims, but our own Department of Defense and the Pentagon has insisted that this story is not true. Listen to this. It's classic Rus Russian propaganda. And, uh, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, if I were you, I, I, wouldn't give it, uh, I wouldn't give it a drop of ink worth, worth paying attention to. So if the Pentagon's saying it's not true, what is true here? Well, the Russian Ministry of Defense claims that it is true. In fact, they claim that they actually have taken some of these labs with pathogens inside of them. I'm going to read to you what the Russian Ministry of Defense has said now that we know that Victoria Newland admits that these labs are very real. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It's absolutely true. Up to 30 labs in the Ukraine, funded by uh, the Ukraine and the U.S. now, having these bogus claims, they say, oh, I guess we do have labs. But don't worry, they're, see, they're, the desire of these labs is to prevent bioweapons. They claim. Wow. All right, quick pause. Back in a second. We'll continue this incredible report from Ben Swan. And then with Chris Carlson, we got a ton of incredible stuff. Hang tight. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Evan Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there are absolutely U.S. labs in the Ukraine. Now, they lied about it, said there wasn't any labs. Now they come back and say, well, there's labs, but don't worry. We're trying to seek to prevent biological weapons, not um, create them or experiment with them. Or, well, now they're saying, well, wait a minute. The Russian forces might get a hold of this. We're working with the Ukrainians to try to make sure nothing falls into the hands of the Russians. Uh, at first, the U.S. dismissed the claims, calling us all conspiracy nuts. But now the facts are on the table and the government in bed with the mainstream media got caught lying once again. Details from Ben Swan continue now. Quote, we have received documentation from employees of Ukrainian biological laboratories regarding the emergency destruction on February 24th of especially dangerous pathogens of plague, anthrax, tularemia, cholera, and other deadly diseases, according to the Russian Ministry of Defense spokesperson. In the course of the special military operation, evidence of the Kyiv regime's hasty measures to conceal any traces of the military biological program financed by the U.S. Department of Defense in Ukraine has been revealed. Now, the latest claim that's being made is, oh yes, what we were actually doing with the BTRP was we were trying to eliminate biological weapons that were in Ukraine, and this is part of the U.S.'s effort to help fund the destruction of pathogens. Those are Soviet-era biolabs that the U.S. has been engaged since 2005 in trying to help Ukraine convert the research facilities safely. In Uzbekistan, for instance, the United States eliminated nearly 12 tons of weaponized anthrax from an island in the Aral Sea in 2001. Here's a statement from the Pentagon. Quote, on a daily basis, Russia propagates either 
either directly through state-run media outlets or through the use of surrogates, disinformation aimed at BTRPs, the U.S. Biothreat Reduction Program's laboratory, and capacity-building efforts in former Soviet Union countries. Here's the problem. The problem is because in 2010, there was an article written about the new Level 3 biolab being developed under the Obama administration. And take a look at exactly what the pathogens were going to be that were studied at this level three biolab. U.S. Senator Dick Lugar applauded the opening of the Interim Central Reference Laboratory in Odessa, Ukraine this week, announcing that it will be instrumental in researching dangerous pathogens used by bioterrorists. The level three biosafety lab, which is the first built under the expanded authority of the Nunn-Lugar Cooperative Threat Reduction Program, will be used to study anthrax, tularemia, and Q fever, as well as other dangerous pathogens. That story goes back again to 2010. We also know that as recently as 2019, that the Ukrainian officials have been touting the fact that they have this biological program specifically focused on studying diseases and biological warfare. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine has published information on the Biological Threat Reduction Program, which has a section called Laboratory Construction. This section states, BTRP has upgraded many laboratories for the Ministry of Health and the State Food Safety and Consumer Protection Service of Ukraine, reaching biosafety level two. In 2019, the BTRP constructed two laboratories for the latter, one in Kiev and one in Odessa. Here's the problem with that claim is that in the last 24 to 48 hours, there has been a mad rush to delete old web pages that show what this program was actually about. In fact, as you can see from these screenshots, a lot of the information about what the US was funding in Ukraine in these bio labs now leads to dead links. These pages have been removed. In the name of transparency, in the name of clarity, why would you do that? Why would you delete and remove this information unless you continue to lie about what was actually being funded in Ukraine. Guys, this is a huge story on so many levels. And the biggest reason for that is because it begins to show evidence of the fact that Ukraine was involved in at least 30 bioweapons labs that were funded by the US Department of Defense, just like we funded in Wuhan. This story doesn't need to be swept under the rug. We need answers right now at this very moment, not to wait six months or wait a year for the truth to come out. We need to know exactly what the US was doing, what the US was funding, and why we were funding it, and we need to know it today. And if we don't, not one single lawmaker who is in office right now should be returned to that seat, regardless of party. They should not be returned to their seats if they refuse to demand answers to this question immediately. Amen to that. Thank you so much. Uh, There you have it. Chris Carlson, straight to you. Damning reports. Government and media in bed together again, lying through their teeth, getting caught at every turn. Chris. Yeah, but just like an abusive husband, Sam, we, we continually go back to our government and hope and pray and trust that they will do the right thing when over a period of, in my case, in your case, almost 50 years, we've been seeing them do the wrong thing. The American people apparently have not learned yet, Sam. Uh, We give them all this authority. We give them secrecy. They classify things under uh, the veil of national security. And and they they do this. And we haven't even talked about the cost to the American taxpayer of these uh, 
level three biosafety labs. I mean, that, that's not even in the discussion yet. Yet, to me, that, that's an additional concern besides the potential for harm that anthrax and the plague and all of these other dangerous concoctions that they, they literally create in these labs uh, pose to the people that they're exposed to. Uh, so I'll tell you this. Uh, we've really let our, our government go amok. And, I, and I'll use an analogy. I saw this superhero movie the other day, Sam. Uh, don't ask me why. I guess it was for uh, oppositional research. And so they're supposed to be the protagonist and the antagonist. And I'll be honest with you, Sam, at certain points in the movie, I could not tell the difference between the protagonist and the antagonist, the, the, the superhero that was supposed to be protecting the people and the bad guy that was supposed to be harming the people because the lines have been, become so blurred. Uh, yes, the lines have become incredibly blurred. And one point Ben Swan made that I want to finish up on with that story he says, hey, you know what? Every single politician that doesn't demand answers and accountability on this needs to be let go next election cycle. Amen to that reality check. But you know what? In the World Affairs brief from Joel Skousen, March 4th, 2022, so just recently, a, a week and a half ago or whatever, he talks about most of the worst politicians, and he explains some principles that I think we really need to get our arms around. Chris? Yeah, the principle is the, the goings on now in the Ukrainian area of the world uh, have led some people to make some false conclusions. A lot of conservatives, because of uh, things that have transpired uh, during the Trump, Trump administration, have actually begun to warm up to uh, tyrannical dictators like Vladimir Putin. And he says that that, that is a big mistake that we are making if we're in that camp. A lot of people, you know, consider him the bloodthirsty tyrant that he really is. And I think now the media is actually reporting that. That's one of the rare moments in history, Sam, <laughs> recent history, where the media is actually telling the truth. Because here's what Joel Skousen says about Putin not being our friend. He says, sadly, many on the right are so intense about attacking neocons and globalists <clears throat> that they mistakenly think Putin is their friend. They don't realize that Putin is fighting Western globalism because he's intending to replace them with his own Russian form of New World Order control, not liberty. And don't be deceived by Putin's playing up to Orthodox Christians in Russia, building new churches and feigning Christian devotion in order to gain favor with religious Russians. He's no more a Christian than Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. And then he adds, no one gets to, the, to be a KGB colonel who's sincere, who is a sincere Christian. Both Putin and globalist leaders are masters of deceit. And I agree. I agree. And, and I, I would like to add something about human nature and why people tend to gravitate towards either one side or the other when we're given false choices. And, and Putin is a false choice, by the way. I say when we fear the threat of war, uh, human nature is such that we tend to trust in things that are clear and present. If our relationship with God is weak, we may be tempted to place our hopes elsewhere. If in our search for security we find something that is not pro-God, but nevertheless appears to be anti-evil, we may rationalize in our minds that it must be in some roundabout way good and of God. We then, we then in our desperation wander from our sound principles looking to cling to something that closely approximates our idea of safety even if it is clearly devoid of godly principles and cling to it for hope. 
This, my friend, is a violation of the first two commandments. And then I read the first two commandments, which is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, and then thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. And then there's there's more to it, but I won't read the entire uh, biblical quote. The bottom line We're here, committed. ladies and gentlemen, is Russia and China are literally mortal enemies, ladies and gentlemen. you got to look past this kind of Russia-Ukraine battle here, and you got to understand... The, look at the bigger picture on this thing, okay? The building of massive armaments and weapons of mass destruction, especially nuclear, these are not defensive weapons, ladies and gentlemen, nor are they for defensive purposes. Understand? They're both intending to strike the U.S. when they are strong enough and ready. The average politician participates, and we'll tell you how, in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The White House is warning a new Russian propaganda campaign claims the United States was building outlawed weapons in Ukraine. Without offering any proof, Russia has convened the United Nations Friday morning to discuss their findings with the world body. U.S. officials discount the claim, saying that this is a pretext for Putin to use biological or chemical weapons in his invasion of Ukraine. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. The Russian accusations uh, are absurd. They're laughable. And, uh, you know, in the words of my Irish Catholic grandfather, a bunch of malarkey. The United States, together with the group of seven nations and the European Union, will announce Friday Russia's most favored nation status will be revoked over its invasion of Ukraine. The announcement is expected at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. The White House said Biden will also announce actions to continue to hold Russia accountable for its unprovoked and unjustified war on Ukraine. USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Renitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Renitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ernitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. Let's get an update to the truckers' protest that happened in Canada last month. Katie Lewis reports. Ottawa police say they're investigating a small number of officers who may have supported the Freedom Convoy trucker protests in the Canadian capital last month. According to the CBC, a data breach last month identified thousands of people who donated to the Freedom Convoy through the crowdfunding platform Give, Send, Go. The CBC also reports that both Toronto and Ontario police launched internal investigations into officers who may have donated to the movement. A January 6th defendant's case is dismissed. A federal judge has dismissed civil claims against Representative Mo Brooks, the Republican from Alabama, alleging he helped incite supporters to attack the U.S. Capitol in January 2021, saying Brooks' speech to the crowd was constitutionally protected 
free speech. From the USA Radio News Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. We are USA Radio News. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Joel Skousen nailing it. Literally saying, hey, Putin is not our friend. Russia and China are mortal enemies, ladies and gentlemen. They're building weapons of mass destruction with the money that we give them. Okay? Putin feigns to be a Christian, but look, you don't end up being a member of the KGB if you've got hardcore Christian family-like leanings. That just doesn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. But our own politicians are just as complicit, just as abusive, just as deceptive, ladies and gentlemen. Joel Skousen details this in his World Affairs Brief March 4th, Chris. Yeah, so again, credit to uh, Joel Skousen for doing this deep research that 99% of journalists are not doing nowadays. He says most of the worst politicians are not communists, but globalists, Sam, who are using communists to break down America so they can come in with their more deceptive form of socialism as a quote-unquote solution. Their false solutions will, will be to still talk up freedom and rights, but push for overwhelming regulations in what is called Fabian socialism. You own it, but we control it. And here's the thing, Sam. And once they be, and the, the whole objective is, is to get us under this huge globalist umbrella. And once they can, things like the right to free speech, the right to practice um, our conscience, our freedom of religion, uh, the right to uh, freedom of the press. All of these things then can go away much easier because we're no longer under the protection of constitutional government. So it's kind of a backdoor way of destroying the Constitution that only we as Americans, uh, with our Bill of Rights, are able to enjoy nowadays. And they've got to eliminate that. They've got to put that behind us so that they can continue to further enslave us under this globalist government. And Putin, as Joel Skousen uh, and I, I read earlier, he's just as much of a globalist as we think uh, America or China is trying to become. He's not going to be our savior. The only savior in this world is Jesus Christ. And, you know, when we trust in these national leaders like, like uh, Donald Trump, uh, like Xi Jinping, or like uh, Putin, who seems to be fighting against uh, the globalists, in in the ukraine he's not he's just trying to gain ascendancy and let me give you an analogy it's like a football team so on a football team sam you've got three or four quarterbacks who are vying for the starting position now that competition to become the starting quarterback may be very fierce and competitive but you know once the coach uh has decided upon the, the the best quarterback to to assume that position the coach wins in the case of global government, the coach is, is actually uh, the great deceiver, Satan. Uh, and, and he doesn't care who gains ascendancy. As long as is that individual, whether that be uh, Russia, whether that be China, or the Anglo-American uh, globalist establishment, he doesn't care which one gains ascendancy as long as they are the best man or you know, group of men for the job. And that's what we need to look at. We need to shift that paradigm to realize that uh, these three axes of uh, attempted global domination are just as evil as any other. And we can't take sides on this issue. The side that we need to take is the side of God and Jesus Christ, Sam. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand the fall of the Soviet Union was also a carefully crafted deception, ladies and gentlemen. 
All this is deception, setting up these leaders as heroes, as Christians, as they're interested in your God-given inalienable rights, that they respect your liberty and your agency. And all this is a crafty deception, whether it be Russia, whether it be China, no matter what country it is, whether it's the United States vying for supremacy or, or hegemony in this case or whatever. Look, these people are not our friends. Even our own politicians are selling us out for all this, ladies and gentlemen. But understand the fall of the Soviet Union was carefully crafted as a deception. They left all the leaders in place and everything else. We didn't have the fall of the Soviet Union. That's a big old lie, too, Chris. Yeah, and he, he cites many examples. For example, uh, in East Germany, or East Berlin, you had uh, Eric Honecker, who was the ruler. Uh, he, he had complete and total control over the Stasi. The Stasi was a state police. Uh, yet he gave orders to the he was given orders to give orders to the Stasi to stand down so the protesters were able to prevail in uh, in East Berlin um, and then he he gives a bunch of other examples about you know the fact that you know pe men and women who hold uh, power do ne never in, in history this is against human nature never do they voluntarily give up that power unless they are forced to and then he talks about in the Soviet Union how the state, the um, the KGB and the GRU, the military intelligence, they just mysteriously uh, in 1989, they 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 didn't they they refused to um, resist protesters. And then um, Gorbachev, Mikhail Gorbachev, mysteriously fled uh, from his position of power. And he goes on. I, I don't. I don't want to go too far in detail. But then he compares that to the fake fall uh, of um, Viktor Yanukovych in the Ukraine, which happened in 2014 uh, under the Maidan Revolution. Uh, he talks about the uh, Berkut, which is the state police, or the like, the secret service of the president. And Viktor Yanukovych mysteriously, on the night uh, that um, that he was overthrown. Mysteriously, the Berkut did not leave their barracks, Sam. And he points that out and he says, why, why would that be the case? I mean, they were the top echelon of security in the capital of the Ukraine at that time. Yet on, on the night that Yanukovych was overthrown, the Berkut were nowhere to be found. And as a result, the protesters, the, the, the pro-freedom, the pro-Western protesters were able to prevail. And he just says, why did no other uh, news outlet report that? And and we were all deceived by that. Well, and, and as you look at the Ben Swan reports, too, because, hey, all these governments are in bed together. Uh, communism is their uh, abuse, but it's only the beginning. They have globalism, which was which is much more deceptive. And I'm not sure whether I agree that it's Fabian socialism, like Joel Skousen says, or if it's more fascism. You own it. We control it kind of a thing. But it's a it's a mixture of all these isms that deny freedom and liberty and agency. They shut down the free markets and control of or in favor of government control and media uh, manipulation, et cetera. When you look at the fall of the Soviet Union and the dishonesty there, because it didn't really fall, when you look at these leaders that we're putting up as strong men, as good men, as righteous leaders that are looking out for our best interests, you're all being deceived. I remind you, thou shalt have no other gods before me, says the real God. Don't sell your birthright for a bowl of pottage, ladies and gentlemen. Remember who we are. We're children of God, and the Constitution is the ultimate blueprint for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that, right? 
whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. That's a scripture from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Doctrine and Covenants, 98, verse 7. Uh, but this is really uh, related. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, because we put our trust in men rather than in God. And we don't put our trust in principles. We put our trust in parties and in movements. Um, and, and that's what gets us in trouble. Because we have to realize you, uh, the enemy of our enemy is not necessarily our friend. Throughout history, throughout uh, biblical history, um, we've seen where when the Israelites were wicked, uh, other wicked countries would come in and they would dominate them and they would take away their freedoms. And in those cases, God was punishing Israel because Israel, with their superior knowledge uh, uh, of God and of his principles, should have known better. So the wicked always punish the wicked. And we need to make sure that, you know, there's, it's not clear cut that one side is good and then the other side is, is necessarily evil. Sometimes evil it fights itself. You know, it's evil against evil. Just like the analogy that I used of the starting quarterbacks vying for a starting position. Uh, you know, if the whole team is evil, then you need to get on a different team. And we need to assert our constitutional rights. God gave us uh, a, uh, our constitution to give us an instruction manual for peaceful, prosperous, and free society. And if we don't take advantage of that, uh, you know, even though we may be, feel like we're alone in our endeavor to try to restore constitutional principles, we need to still fight because God will ultimately prevail, Sam. And that's the thing we need to understand. We're going to go through rough patches. We may be uh, falsely accused. We may be falsely imprisoned. We may, um, <clears throat> we may even lose our lives in the fight for liberty. But in the end, it'll all be worth it because we will have found ourselves on the right side of history and we will be saved in the kingdom of God. And that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, just basically realizing that in this world, we, we may not find peace. You know, we may, we may find um, that we have to fight for our very existence and maybe even lose that. Uh, well, we could find peace if we repent and turn to God Almighty, but as a nation, we're certainly not doing that. But you know what? Selling your birthright for a bowl of pottage kind of reminds me of the Aesop's fables when it comes to our leaders, Chris. I was just, I was just going there. In Aesop's fable, Sam, the fox and the grapes. I don't know if uh, your audience uh, recognizes the name of that fable. It's one of my favorite. So the fox tries and tries and tries to reach a cluster of grapes that is just barely out of his reach. And then we'll continue that on the other side of the break. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Chris Carlson is with me. We're talking about the fall of the Soviet Union was carefully contrived. It was a carefully crafted deception, ladies and gentlemen. And so are these strongmen put up as leaders to save us. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, all of them. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And let's not sell our birthright for a bull of pottage, ladies and gentlemen. Aesop's fable, The Fox and the Grapes, comes to mind. Just a quick note, though. Does anybody know who Aesop really was? Scholars debated if it was a real character or just a anecdotal reality. Some say he was from Africa. Some say no, Ethiopian. The debate rages of who Aesop really was. Nevertheless, the um, analogies, the uh, anecdotes, the, um, well, let's say this. Thought-provoking, to say the least. The fox and the grapes, Chris. So the fox and the grapes, the, the, the fox jumps and jumps and jumps up to try to reach this cluster of grapes, Sam. And finally, he determines that he just can't get them. So instead of saying, you know, they're, they're probably delicious and I wish I could get them, but, you know, maybe better luck next time. He, he rationalizes in his mind that they're probably sour. So he doesn't want them anyway, right? <laughs> and then I go on to say, Sam, I think that we do the same thing with our national leaders. We cannot elect the ones who have who really have our best interests at heart. We rationalize then that the ones that we do get are really the best ones for the job. And I think Donald Trump was a classic example of that. Now, Vladimir Putin, although not our leader, has been made out to be this anti-globalist savior for some who have been forced to lower their expectations to the point that they can accept such a counterfeit. Then when they fail us, we further rationalize our misfortune by saying that nobody is perfect. Have you ever heard people say that about Trump, Sam? Nobody is perfect. <laughs> and then here's what I have to say, because this is a very important point that I want your audience to get, Sam. Although the statement, quote, nobody is perfect is true, we fail to realize that there is a huge difference between leaders who love those who they lead and those who are just good salesmen who are leading us down the primrose path to destruction. 
There's a huge difference. And we need, as Christians especially, Sam, we need to be able to make that distinction. And I don't think we've done a very good job, at least for the the time that I've been alive, the last 50 years. And, uh, you know, the Savior knew that his sheep uh, would be easily deceived because one of the one of the great Achilles heels or weaknesses of Christian Sam is that we tend to trust people we think people are like we are you know they're nice and they have our best interests at heart no they're not they're they are tares you know we are the wheat and they are the tares and we need to make sure that we don't become deceived that's why the Savior said in John 10:16, Sam and you've quoted this uh, extensively behold I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves and we've done a pretty good job at, at being as harmless as doves, unfortunately, but we have not done a good job as Christians at being as wise as serpents. And we need well, to and start the Christians may be way. harmless as doves, but our nation has been a provocateur, a war provocateur forever. The military industrial complex and the unjust wars we've been engaging in as we manipulate nations and nation build and, and take over nations and put in puppet leaders and everything else. So Christians might be harmless as doves, but they're not wise as serpents, that's for sure. Uh, but the nation is not harmless as doves. The nation is basically pr- promoting uh, this unjust, evil war, not to mention abortion and everything else under the sun. I digress if I'm not very careful, but I want to highlight that reality, ladies and gentlemen. The Savior, Jesus yep. Christ, set forth the standard of how we should behave. But you know what? Oftentimes we get A, B, C, D, we get all these choices. Oftentimes none of the choices make any sense, Chris. Yep. And and, and that's the analogy that I'm going to use. If you were given a multiple choice test that had no correct answers, would you mark the answer that came closest to the right one? What if it was really a test where the teacher expected you to write out, you know, like a written answer, the correct answer in the space below the false answers, and the false answers were just merely a test to see how confident you were in your ability to answer the question accurately. Therefore, and then I, I use a, a, a quote from God uh, uh, in connection with the Constitution, because the Constitution is the answer in almost every case, uh, you know, where you know, we have national crises, where, where the Constitution has the answer embedded in it. Therefore, I, the Lord, justify you and your brethren of my church in befriending that law, which is the constitutional law of the land, and as pertaining to the law of man, whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. And that's one of the major points that I would like to drive home to your audience, Sam. We have the Constitution. It is inspired of God. It is an instruction manual to peaceful, prosperous, and free society if we would just abide by it. It's there. It's an open book test. And even though the majority of the people are not abiding by it today, it does not mean we need to abandon it and, you know, just relegate ourselves to what we have. We don't. We, when we do so, we lower our standards below those that Heavenly Father would have us abide by. And I think we sell our heritage for a bowl of pottage, like you just said. We need to realize that sometimes the, the multiple choice uh, tests that we're given do not have within the test the, the correct answers. So we need to write them in ourselves. And ladies and gentlemen, sometimes the best answers, as you well know, are none of the above. In this case, though, none of the above really is not on the list from what our globalist leaders give us. But I would submit to you that none of the above equates to the Constitution, a heavenly banner 
That's a title of a speech that was given uh, by Ezra Taft Benson and eventually turned into a book that he wrote called The Constitution, a Heavenly Banner, highlighting the realities of the difficulties we face, but where the answers really lie. Chris? Um, the, the answers really lie in the Constitution. It is the word of God. And like I said, it, it was given uh, as a gift to us. And our, our national leaders put their arm to the square and they swear before God to abide by that Constitution uh, under which they are obligated to operate, you know, in our behalves. And they immediately go about and violate that oath. I mean, the first time they vote is usually a violation of that oath when you consider people like Mitt Romney. And even to, to a, I know this is going to uh, ruffle some people's feathers, even to a degree, uh, Mike Lee, the, our illustrious senator here from the state of Utah, makes a mistake. You know, his, his record is not 100%. But, you know, in other states, uh, your senator, your congressman, I'm guessing are about around 50% uh, as, as far as their vote is concerned. Well, and that's for the better ones. Of Most of them are even way worse than that, really. Uh, validity. That's been, yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, anybody can But in the Constitution, the Heavenly Banner, it highlights this reality that I think we need to really get to, ladies and gentlemen. Unless we as citizens of this nation forsake our sins, political and otherwise, and return to the fundamental principles of Christianity and of constitutional government, we will lose our political liberties. We will lose our free institutions and will stand in jeopardy before God of losing our exaltation. There's a book called This Nation Shall Endure. It says this on page 43. Again, another book written by Ezra Taft Benton. Uh, this guy really nails it, Chris. Yeah. And that's a pretty pretty bold statement. You think about it, you know, un unless we forsake our sins, political and otherwise, you know, we can sin politically. And we've talked about this, Sam, and this is a real thing. You know, if we uphold wicked rulers and the result of our having voted for those wicked ruler rulers results in innocent men, women, and children dying, don't you think the consequences of such a choice should be pretty serious? In, in the eyes of Heavenly Father, I think those choices are very serious and they should be taken seriously by the electorate because in a republic, as I have often pointed out and as you have often pointed out, Sam, in a republic, the individual citizen participates in the election process and, and, and basically has, a, has a, a dog in the fight, you know, skin in the game, as it were. And we will be held personally accountable for those choices in as much as the consequences of those choices uh, are very sobering, like when they result in the death of innocent children in the, in the case of abortion. So yes, and I do believe that we will be held accountable for those choices when we stand before the, the judgment bar of God, Sam, because they are very serious. Ladies and gentlemen, and then, we have work to do, and the answers lie in the supreme law of our land, ladies and gentlemen. The Constitution is a heavenly banner. This nation shall endure, but it's going to require we, the citizens, to repent and turn to God Almighty and embrace the principles that really allow freedom to prosper. And right now we're doing just the opposite uh, in America, Chris. 
Yep, and I get a lot of heat, Sam, from people that say, well, you vote for people that never have a chance of, of uh, getting into office. And I know that. But you know what? I think there's something more important than whether or not the people that I vote for get into office. I think it's important that I make a stand for constitutional principles, which are heavenly principles, as hopefully uh, we've been able to uh, point out today. <laughs> they are heavenly principles. They are divine principles. They're God's laws. In fact, so much that an individual by the name of J. Reuben Clark, who was a former undersecretary of state, in our national government, he made this statement concerning uh, the document that we call the Constitution. The great essentials of that document, <clears throat> the Constitution of the United States, which, which God himself inspired, is the law of Zion. The Americas, uh, Zion, the Amer so the, the Zion is basically the Americas. And I know that's, that may be a little foreign to some Christians out there, and I apologize. But basically what he's saying is America will be set up as a Zionist type society. In other words, you know, the the new Jerusalem will be established here and, and God's presence and Jesus Christ's presence will, will eventually be here. In yeah, the, now in be careful so America. we don't open a can of worms, though. The Zionist Jews and the Zionist Israel efforts that are going on today, the anti-government evil deep state agenda is not the same discussion at all, ladies and gentlemen. So don't be deceived by the word Zion. We're talking about peace in the hearts and minds of people uh, as they turn to their God. Uh, and so it's totally different than the Zionist movement that we know around the world today. Uh, complete contrast. God has his plans. That's the real Zion. Satan perverts it. That's the Zion you see in the world today, Chris. Yes, uh, sorry about that. I, I should have made that clarification. Thanks for making that for us. So when we begin to tamper with the Constitution, J. Rubin Clark continues, we begin to tamper with the law of Zion, which God himself set up. And no one may trifle with the word of God with impunity. And there are consequences to trifling with those with those principles, Sam. And we're doing it. As Christ, as a Christian nation, I see that I sit here. And I, 20 years ago, Sam, we've discussed this. I was guilty of the same thing. I bought into this notion that if you didn't vote for a Republican or Democrat, you were throwing away your vote. I no longer believe that. That is um, blasphemy in my my mind there you have it ladies and gentlemen we're flat out of time final words yours chris yes sir without god we cannot win with god we cannot lose the battle for constitutional principles is the lord's but we need to be engaged in the fight lieutenant carlson and liberty loving americans everywhere continuing our duty sir there you have it ladies and gentlemen for chris carlson and sam bushman we declare the constitution is a heavenly banner we declare this nation shall endure libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net spread the word share the love god save the republic of the united states of america Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that ever refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for March the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. 
This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country using the Constitution, a heavenly banner, and the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday. That means the good doctor's in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match, to preserve the nation, all available at Freedom's Rising Sun. Dot com And if you go to freedomsrisingsun.com, you got all kinds of videos and live weekly webinars with Q&As on the Constitution and a whole lot more. Freedomsrisingsun.com. Good morning, Doctor. Well, good morning to you and, of course, good morning to all the listeners out there. That uh, I'll bet it's colder here than a lot of places people are listening. <laughs> Heard that. Sometimes it's freezing cold, baby. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? I welcome it, and I'll tell you why. We got a lot of water this year, and there's a lot of water in the mountains in the form of ice and snow and everything else. And you know what? If it gets too springy too quick, it melts too fast and causes uh, other issues. And so I, I don't mind it being um, cooler a little longer. And I also believe if we get more rain, more water, more we need it because of the drought. So to me, even though it's very, very cold, this is all positive, uh, and it fights the global warming lies. Um, you know, just go outside, and we'll discuss global warming, shall we? Well, that, that's the thing is that, you know, when I was younger, there was global cooling. We had a new ice age coming. We're all going to die. Oh, ain't it awful? And then we get this uh, a new approach about global warming and because climate does change. I mean, it changes day to day and week to week and month to month and season to season. They call it climate change now, and now they don't have to change the name again because, by golly, it's always changing. Can you imagine? So, you know, they it's it, they finally got their terminology right, but uh, their cause of man-caused global warming is a facade. You know, I used to regularly visit with some upper atmosphere professors, and, and honestly, privately, I mean, publicly, they, they wouldn't do this because their grants, um, they were determined based upon how they conform to the, to the script, basically. But privately, they would talk to me and say, you know what, it isn't, it isn't man-caused. It's absolutely um, uh, unrelated to that. And, and generally speaking, they, they had much to say about uh, the solar, you know, the, the sun and its, its involvement in it and the warming of the seas and, and the cooling and so on. But, but publicly, they wouldn't. In fact, by the way, they, this was a common deal with researchers. I had a uh, a researcher uh, call me one day and asked to meet me. He was literally in a blind alley. There were no windows onto the alley. It was a place where there couldn't possibly be anybody listening uh, because you're far enough in the alley that from both ends of it, nobody could hear, and there was no windows nobody could listen to. He was a researcher in AIDS, and this was at a time when there was a big movement to try and get the... Uh, the gay agenda fostered by saying it was a genetic thing, then they would try and put it on the same level as, as a race thing. You know, this is something you can't help. It's where you are. You came this way, and uh, therefore they, they have to give it preeminence in terms of, you know, how they're going to, you know, foster it and so on. Anyway, this guy had been decades, literally decades, in AIDS research, and he uh, took me in this alley and said, I, I can tell you this, he says, I'm absolutely, unequivocally, totally, completely, 100% certain 
that there is not a genetic link to homosexual behavior. Uh, and he said, if I said that publicly, though, I would never get another grant in my life and my family would go hungry. I'd have to find a new profession. So so that's how they, they foster these things is, is if you basically toe the line on their agenda and you give them information that they can play with and uh, foster their agenda, you continue to get funded. And so that's the way the global warming thing has been done. But privately, I've talked to these guys. I mean, these are world-renowned, preeminent, upper-atmosphere uh, professors that have, have personally told me in private conversations that uh, that the narrative is completely false. So it's interesting to me um, <laughs> where, where we are with this. You know, follow the money, follow the money, whether it's a COVID research grant or a, or a military industrial complex thing or, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, follow the money. If it's Hunter Biden with his uh, cocaine habits and his uh, funding of his dad's crime syndicate, whatever, it's uh, <laughs> it's all a money issue, you know. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, there's so much to cover in the news. It is shocking. And I don't even know where to go first. And let me tell you why. On one hand, you want to highlight these realities, and you want to demonstrate the stark reality of the, of, of the situation we find ourselves in. And it's vital to do that. You know, you can't just tickle people's minds and, and, and you know, funny bone it and never do any good, right? But at the same time, you got to want to laugh, you got to want to take a deep breath and take a step back from some of this stuff. So before we get into the two hard uh, core news items that I have today, doctor, I want to take a page from a guy who does a podcast. His name is Hank Smith. And Hank Smith doesn't um, really do political stuff. He does more life coach stuff and more positive mental attitude stuff and inspirational stuff and this kind of thing. His name is Hank Smith. But uh, Kathy Smith of Loving Liberty Radio Networks sent me this, and I really wanted to cover it because I think it's really good. I think it really relates a lot of times to uh, what we're experiencing uh, in our lives. And if you're not careful, you can just deal with politics and deep state stuff and conspiracy stuff that turns out to be more fact than theory, uh, et cetera. It, it, but you can get really discouraged if you're not careful. You can just be like, oh, man, this stuff's just too heavy. So I bring this up in an effort to kind of give people some hope, give people some encouragement, give people some. Here's the deal. Hank, or Hank Smith says this. Children laugh over 300 times a day on the average. Adults, on the other hand, laugh an average of about 15 times daily. At what point did society forget how important it is to laugh and have laughter as our companion? When we laugh, ladies and gentlemen, we release endorphins that are scientifically proven to help heal not only our minds and spirit, but many aspects of our physical body. Research proves that humor, one, reduces pain, two, helps human beings cope with stress, three, reduces anxiety, four, relieves tension, five, burns calories, six, improves the immune system, seven, protects the heart. Eight, lowers the blood pressure. Nine, heals injuries. Ten, clears the mind. And I'm just getting started. If those payoffs, ladies and gentlemen, aren't enough to tempt you 
to laugh a little bit more. The social aspects of laughter are immeasurable. Humor is known to create relationships and to create bonds between people. Social bonds, something they've literally in the social distancing tried to destroy. People who laugh together, believe it or not, have better quality relationships with each other. Okay? The act of laughing is a social phenomenon. It's something that we do, but in COVID, with masks on and everything else and distancing, it's been hard to have that. So the average adult laughs way less than children, but it's even heightened by the supposed dishonesty of the pandemic. Out of the thousands of people in this world, most don't laugh. We need banter. We need candid humor. We need inspirational stories. Okay? We, lo- we want to laugh with you, not at you. Remember, with you is the key words, not at you, not behind you, not in front of you, but with you, especially in the dark and lonely times of your lives. All right. Anyway, Hank, in my opinion, is on to something brilliant here. You can laugh through the difficult times, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay to give yourself permission to do that, and it's okay to give others around you permission to do that as well, another podcaster wisely pointed out. Okay. We need to think less about our own egos, less about the turmoils of the world, and more about our connections with other people, more connected, more fun, more learning, more satisfying, more involvement, more friendships, more hope, more courage, more. I could keep going on doctor, but with all these scientifically proven evidences, is it any wonder that people are encouraging us to smile? It's really necessary, Dr. Bradley. Well, as you point out, for the last couple of years, nobody's been able to see anybody else's smile, at least that was following the draconian uh, buffoonery that was uh, fostered. But it it is interesting. I could take that counsel and apply it in my life with with good effect, I believe. I believe that we do get oftentimes distracted and diverted. And there's a lot of things that are happening that you have to kind of go, huh, what's going on here? I mean, the absolute absurdity of where we're going in this nation and in this world at this time, it, it causes pause and head-scratcher. But, you know, I think back, oh, you think of Andy Griffith's show, for example, you know, with Opie and Aunt B and, and uh, you know, all of the uh, shenanigans in their little town. Uh, they weren't laughing at anybody. That was important to recognize their, their intent was to laugh with people. And uh, and it was kind of a, a simpler, more pleasant, more uh, uplifting time. Now, on the other hand, if you have a Kamala cackle every five minutes, somebody's going to start checking your sanity. I mean, <laughs> what the places is going on with the Kamala cackle? <laughs> and I, I'm not so sure she even knows what she's doing when she launches into those... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's just a diversion. I, I think she uses it when when she knows darn good and well she's in over her head and hopes everybody will forget where they are on their page. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley in the house, ladies and gentlemen. All kinds of stuff going on in the news. I'm telling you, it's just crazy uh, exactly what's going on everywhere in the news. I mean, it's, it's beyond imagination. And you've just got to take a break and laugh. You've just got to. Oh my gosh, is that Kamala Harris, Dr. Bradley? You know, it sounds suspiciously <laughs> like it, but you know what? And I, I again, I think it's a uh, a kind of a social event and a uh, uh, defense mechanism on her part. When things are kind of uncomfortable to her, she reverts to that cackle and holy cow. Uh, I mean, there's no reasonable excuse for it at all, but yet there it is. Uh, party animal as she has been for her whole career. I guess she thinks that's the way to win friends and influence people. I don't know. It's weird. I, I hear really you. Weird. <laughs> it's just. Uh, uh, uh. Laughter is a wonderful thing when genuinely done, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm, I'm telling you, at some point, you see, the, I want to play something becomes uh, that I this. find really telling. Uh, let's play from Kamala Harris, uh, the two cuts. Let's let's back, cut one of Kamala Harris on 60 Minutes. Listen. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But. Yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. You've supported 
legalizing marijuana. Joe Biden doesn't support those things. So are you going to bring the policies, those progressive policies that you supported as senator, into a Biden administration? Good question. What mm -hmm. I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe mm -hmm. wants me to do, this was part of our deal. I will always share with him <laughs> my lived experience mm -hmm. as it I relates to will. any issue that we confront mm -hmm. and i promised joe that i will give him that perspective and always be honest with him okay stop and is that so she is so she Great. is i'm gonna bring my live there you have it now the reason that i play that is one it relates to the laugh it really does and i think laughter is genuinely valuable when used properly as a real emotion but when you mix the emotions as dr scott bradley's wisely telling you with kamala harris here she's not laughing to um bring these endorphins of, of happiness and cheerfulness and love and respect and camaraderie or whatever you want to say with others. She's laughing as a nervous laugh like, you know what? Literally my policies, my agenda's on trial and I don't know how to respond so I'm going to laugh. That's not the kind of laughter we're talking about when we tell you that laughter is good for you, Dr. Bradley. Well, I, I think she's taken up interview time to um, limit the amount of questions she has to face at some point and I mean I think again it's it's a defense mechanism that she's developed over the years when she gets faced with something that is over her head and beyond her pay grade or whatever and like I say you know party girl she's been uh, she's had her way of dealing with uh, uh, political arrangements shall we say and uh, it's it's just not facing reality so I don't know. Maybe I've taken us a little bit afield from, from the idea. I well, you haven't. Let me tell you laughter. why. In that nervous laugh, when her policies were a little bit challenged, Glenn Beck making fun of her. But Glenn Beck doesn't take it to the next level as, as we always will. Okay, Glenn laughs and you know mocks her and everything else. But let's bring it to reality, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that Kamala Harris is promoting her extremely most liberal policies. Joe doesn't maybe even agree with them, but he so senilely doesn't know. And she's carrying this forward to the deep state and Congress big time. Here's the proof. Headline says this. The deep state, a.k.a. Congress, funds $1.5 trillion spending bill, including funding to the Ukraine. Yeah, looks like uh, it already passed the House and the Senate. And it looks like Joe Biden will sign the measure. Here's the deal. Substantial increases for domestic, what they call national security program. That means, you know, calling people who go to school board meetings and stuff like that terrorists, right? along with $13.6 in emergency aid for the Ukraine as it battles Russia's invasion. Now, they say the Senate approved the more than 2,700-page bill by a vote of 68 to 31. They called a sense of urgency to avoid government shutdown, ladies and gentlemen. They say the government shutdown would have happened within days. I kind of think that should have happened. But they say the bill, believe it or not, only funds the government through September. $1.6 trillion with a T, and it only funds the government through September. And they say it includes a generous spend on government domestic programs 
largely promoted by Democrats, and military spending, largely promoted by Republicans. So they're all in bed together on this absolute, uh, in my opinion, betrayal of we the people. They say this is the first time they've been able to enact a spending bill with all these priorities in it since Joe took office. It reflects their priorities, including investing in what they call climate resilience. That's a new term for you, climate resilience. They say public assistance programs and unlocking aid for projects contained in the one point or one trillion infrastructure Bipartisan infrastructure loss. Now they got a trillion in that and one point trillion in this. They've already passed two point five trillion, and we can't even get to the end of the year with that expenditure. They say the bipartisan funding bill they say proves once more that Democrats and Republicans can come together and serve the American people, says Jen Psaki, whacked out press secretary. No, and we've proven that the deep state is all against we the people, and the left right makes no difference whatsoever. But she added We continue to call on Congress to provide the funds urgently needed to prevent severe disruption to our COVID response. So not only do they spend $1 trillion on the infrastructure, $1.5 trillion on this big omnibus spending bill, that's $2.5 trillion. It only funds the government through September, and now she's already begging for more money. Republicans, of course, claim credit for prodding Democrats to accept the $42 billion increase in military spending bringing the total this year to $782 billion. Democrats hailed the $46 billion in increase for the domestic programs they want to promote. In other words, spreading socialism and welfare and handouts all across the country, calling their $730 billion the largest investment in four years. They say this bill invests in future prosperity in our health. It reduces everyday costs for Americans, such as child care, a college education, and heating and cooling costs. Anyway, they go on and on. I mean, it is insane. Democrats also want increases for maternal and child health programs, the protection of women from domestic abuse, tribal programs, public education. Oh, I thought the Republicans were going to get rid of that. Addressing mental health crises, Congress also agreed to direct millions of dollars towards its own employees and towards the Capitol complex. The U.S. Capitol Police will receive $602.5 million as an increase of $87 million to help expand its ranks after the January 6th, quote, riot. House congressional offices will see their budgets increase. 21%, the largest increase since 96, that's since the Republicans had control before. The legislation also includes a billion dollars in funding, listen carefully, for the missile defense system for Israel. They call it the Israel's Iron Dome defense system. Uh, Rand Paul tried to stop it, but nobody else went along with Rand, so it got shut down. Ladies and gentlemen, the deep state is criminal. And this is just proof that they're all selling us down the river. Literally $2.5 trillion. They're begging for more money, and we, cannot, we can barely last till September. They're running it off the rails, doctor. When we get back, oh, money, huh? Yeah, they're spending it like drunken sailors. 
I don't even know how to respond to this almost. But that's where we are, and the Republicans are hailing the deal. So are Democrats. There's only a few people standing up going, whoa, wait a minute, what happened? 2,700-page bill. Nobody could read it. Guess that doesn't matter. Dr. Bradley responds in seconds on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The latest consumer price index numbers 7.9% over the past 12 months ending in February show just how widely inflation pressures have spread over the past year. The pandemic fiscal stimulus is done. The Federal Reserve will start raising interest rates next week, tightening financial conditions. The White House is warning a frustrated Putin has the resources to launch chemical weapons in Ukraine. That they not only have the capacity, they have a history of using chemical and biological weapons. Jen Psaki from the White House lectern. With Russia's economy in ruins, the stock market remains closed in Russia for fear of a run on the Russian currency. And its bonds near default, global investors are set for major losses from Russian investments. In recent days, major financial players have disclosed Russian debt defaults will hurt. One example, BlackRock. The world's largest asset manager has lost roughly $17 billion since the invasion. USA Radio News. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Gun smoke. Port Laramie. Have gun. Will travel. Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic radio theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online, just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. The Biden administration and IRS leadership have called for more IRS funding critical to help with the backlog of tax returns. Tim Berg reports. The IRS is hiring 10,000 new employees in an attempt to handle a backlog of tax returns. They will add 5,000 in the next couple of months, with another 5,000 by the end of the year. The agency has over 23 million unprocessed forms and requests that need to be attended to, with the goal to get that number down to 1 million by the end of the year. The IRS has already begun paying mandatory overtime to over 6,000 employees, as well as hiring contractors. Emilio Delgado, the actor portraying Luis on Sesame Street, has reportedly passed away Thursday at the age of 81 in New York. Don't forget, daylight savings time kicks in early Sunday morning. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. $1.5 trillion, 2,700-page bill or measure. It's a spending bill that included aid for the Ukraine, increased money for everybody and their dog, 
Republicans and Democrats all happy as could be. Biden's likely to sign it. They say Biden expected to sign the measure, if you will, out of control, Dr. Bradley. You know, it's it's a total sellout. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, there's so many things at fault. I mean, the 17th Amendment caused this to happen. See, you know, in the old days, the uh, House was, re- and they still are, were re- elected by the people, and they made promises that they sought to fulfill once they got in. You know, what do you want? Oh, vote for me, I'll give it to you. And so they put all these pork things in, that they've come to be calling them. And the Senate took them out uh, until the 17th Amendment because the senators are now directly elected by the people. They make the same kind of promises to the people, like, what do you want? I'll vote for me. I'll give it to you. Well, so what hap- has happened is that 68 senators have, have sold out. Have, they've sold their vote to things. You know, they, they probably say, oh, yeah, that was bad in this part. Oh, I didn't support that. But we got these things. Well, here's the problem. What they're doing is literally they're selling their vote to the highest bidder. And I'll just give you an example out of the Obamacare bill. Uh, Obama was two Senate votes short of being able to get it through the Senate. And so he, he put it out. Okay, what do you guys need? What, what would you like in this bill to, to get your vote? And then we had what I term the Louisiana, the second Louisiana purchase where the senator from Louisiana sold out. She said, I need this back in my uh, state. They said, well, why didn't you say so? We'll put that in there. And then there was the Cornhusker sellout where Nebraska says, well, we could use this. Fine, good, we'll throw that in there too. And so they sold their votes, and that's how we got Obamacare. That's exactly how things are happening now. And I would venture to guess, and I can't prove this off the top of my head with on a 2,700-page bill, but, but I would venture to guess that 80% of the stuff that's in there is unconstitutional. Well, you would say, you know, the, the national defense is constitutional. Certainly it is. But you look how we're the policemen of the world and how we're putting billions of dollars into a, a fight that really isn't ours uh, and really and truly is an establishment move thing for this Ukrainian thing. You look at what they put in there for violence against women. You know, anybody that's decent is not for violence against women. But they were the founders were completely, completely opposed to anything outside the constitutional mandate being funded. And let's talk about crime for a second. I've got a quotation here from St. George Tucker, and I've introduced him many times to your listeners as probably the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era. But he talked about the very guarded manner in which Congress are vested with authority to legislate upon subject of crimes and misdemeanors. I'm, I'm quoting, they are not entrusted with a general power over these subjects, but a few offenses are selected from the great uh, mass of crimes with which society may be infected, upon which only Congress are authorized to prescribe a punishment or to find the offense. All felonies and offenses committed upon land in all cases are not expressly, in, in all cases not expressly enumerated, being reserved to the states respectively. So here we have, oh, come on, everybody. Uh, you support a bill that would prevent violence against women. And, and the, again, this is a Joe Biden, Orrin Hatch thing from the 1990s. Again, a constitutional overreach from the beginning. And the, the general government has no, has no authority whatsoever 
I mean, uh, there are heinous things. Murder, the general government doesn't have any jurisdiction over. And, I mean, almost every level, you can see if you look through the Constitution, well, counterfeiting, okay, they can make law about that, you know. I mean, it is absolutely astounding. But what has happened is that, that everybody got something out of this that they wanted, and so they voted for it. They held their nose and voted for it. The total, 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 total revenue stream for the entire United States from all sources is just over $3 trillion. And so what we're doing is, as we're continuing to borrow, this is an indication of the complete facade that a, a, a budget ceiling is or a deficit ceiling. They don't care. They move the number. They blow through it and they move it again. There is no... There's no discipline whatsoever, and and everybody, it's a free for all. Oh, I got what I wanted. You get what you wanted. You bet I did. Hey, great, let's all vote for it. Kumbaya, you know, and and in the process, the nation is being sold down the river or up the river, whatever the saying is, and um, and we the people are suffering, and and the inflationary rate. Well, you hear what it's doing. I think it's way understated. Uh, gas is at a higher price than it's ever been. And if you think, oh, that's all it's going to affect, you talk about how do we get our consumer goods to the marketplace, our groceries. Anything comes by delivered by fuel or by truck or train, probably both. But the fact of the matter is when those things start their trickle-down effect, the companies are not going to absorb those costs. They're going to pass them on. There will be consumer prices that, that go through the ceiling and and their measurement tools now are just wrong. But what did they do with this budget thing? They increased the amount of dollars that are out there pursuing the goods and services. And there's lesser goods and services this year because we've been paying people not to work. Now, by the way, I think we got a lot of Republicans to vote for this, number one, with the increase in, in uh, defense spending. And, uh, and we got a lot of Democrats who were happy because they got a similar increase in domestic uh, socialist programs. But in addition to that, the Republicans that were reluctant, you know, they're just these, just convince me, poke me, pull me along, whatever. They, they took out the COVID um, refunding stuff. And, and so some Republicans said, oh, okay, well, if you're going to do that, count me in, baby. And, and so really, this is a log rolling situation. And uh, the constitutionality of it, in my mind, I would venture to guess 80% is unconstitutional. And, and if we're doing stuff like funding one side of a war that is far more complex than what we're being presented in the lame brain media, and, and we could take an hour or two right there and talk about that and, and why it's not as it's being presented. But when we're putting billions and billions of dollars into something, could that be construed to be a uh, a flagrant violation of of our neutrality and and well, open us a, up to literally some kind a war response? crime though when we put 13.6 billion in just now it turns out uh, Ben Swan just did a report last hour that we played where now they've documented there's literally 30 bioweapons labs truth about US bioweapons labs in the Ukraine uh, the government along with the mainstream media, lied and said those labs didn't exist when we first called them out on it. But now we've caught the government and caught the mainstream press in big lies, and now they're worried about Russia uh, getting a lot of the 
uh, what do you want to call it, classified information and uh, experiments and everything else in their hands, and they're worried about that. And So now it's all come to light, and they got caught lying. Well, how much money does that take? 30 labs funded in the Ukraine? How much money? Where We don't even have any idea what money's going. We just know that $13.6 billion just got approved for even more, doctor. So we've been well, funding these kind of countries and involved uh, in these countries for a long time. This is nothing new. But again, it's war crimes, doctor. The Ukraine is a money laundering nation. It's a nation state of money laundering. And that's why the, the Biden crime syndicate is so involved there. And, and they're, they haven't been just taking handouts. They've been taking uh, dump trucks full of money out of there. And, and you talk about the, uh, uh, these bioweapons labs that are there, uh, you know, for gain-of-function kinds of things. I mean, it is absolutely absurd. Hopefully, Russia will have enough integrity. And, and people say, oh, you know, how could you say integrity? I believe that, that Putin probably has a greater love for the, the Russian tradition, the, the uh, ethnicity of Russians and all those kind of things than, than Biden ever had for America. And, and I'm hoping that Putin and his cronies will have enough integrity to destroy those bio labs and be done with them. But, but they've been being funded, gain-of-function stuff. We don't know the extent of it there. And, and we, we look at what the last two years has happened because of U.S.-funded gain-of-function stuff that was in, started in the country, moved to a university here out of a military base, taken overseas to Wuhan, and released on the nations of the world. I mean, this kind of stuff is what uh, disasters are made out of. And the, the U.S. government has just decided to fund upholding the, the oligarchies of Ukraine. The people aren't going to be any better off. I'm Holy submitting flat-out war crimes, ladies and gentlemen, is what I would have to say about it. It is out of control. Congressional offices expanding their own budgets 21%. Ladies and gentlemen, we're $30 trillion in debt. And that's only um, that doesn't even count the unfunded mandates, etc., Wow, a billion dollars for the Iron Dome missile defense system? Let's talk about that shenanigan in a second. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. freedomfactor.org The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. 
Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Dr. Scott Bradley and yours truly on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, all I can tell you is it's a fiasco, but I want to highlight these two final headlines before the end of the hour, doctor. The legislation also includes a billion dollars for Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. It was held up in the Senate for a while by Rand Paul trying to stop it, but none of the Republicans had his back, so they ignored Rand and passed it anyway a billion dollars for israel's missile defense system we are we are involved in so many foreign entanglements that our fathers warned us to stay out of it is shocking you know it's it's interesting and i i really uh, maybe i'm a broken record but people need to go back and read george washington's farewell address carefully read it ponder it consider it this idea where we have this unflinching dedication to foreign powers, as he points out, makes us slaves to that foreign power. And, and I think that there's plenty of evidence that many of the things that go on in the Middle East and, and indeed around the world are, are carried out uh, by the U.S. at the behest of Israel uh, because, uh, you know, there's this huge lobby that says, you know, we can we can help you hold office, if if you'll give us what we need, and uh, uh, Rand Paul I I guess was attempting to say, wait 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 uh, another billion here and another billion there pretty soon we're talking about some serious money, and um, uh, but I think most most of the uh, politicians know where their bread's buttered, most of them know the huge donations that are made to them. On behalf of the Israeli lobby, I mean, it's I, I'm guessing the pharma lobby, lobby is is even more substantial, but uh, I don't know how far apart they are. But uh, you look at where we're selling ourselves because of the money. Follow the money. I keep saying that, and um, and we have, for example, uh, well, let's just let's say there's there's many, including Mike Lee, the Utah senator. That uh, you know he he uh, he wanted to uh, in this latest bill get rid of the uh, the Biden mandates for for uh, <coughs> injections you know in in a lot of the, these uh, locations that they've identified as needing to be it didn't pass but he voted for the uh, you know big big money for Israel so you know there's everybody. Uh, they allow their skirts to be made dirty based upon where they know their bread's buttered. Ladies and, and gentlemen, there is no the constitutional justification. There is no moral justification uh, for any funding for a missile defense system in Israel. 
much less picking sides and joining the Ukraine and funding and training and arming. And uh, I mean, we go on and on and on. We pick sides in these. Look, these issues have been going on for thousands of years in these countries. These battles over territory, these battles over all kinds of complicated issues. We don't belong in any of it, doctor. But when we're $30 trillion in debt, and that doesn't even count the unfunded mandates or anything else. If you look at that, it's close to $200 trillion with a T dollars in debt. But yet we're going to literally just start giving billions out to the Ukraine as if we have it. At some uh, point, this house of cards is going to come down, doctor. Well, and it, it's shocking that it hasn't to this point. It does show some of the resilience because of the layered strengths that are put into the the whole U.S. system. I mean... The, the local governments and the county governments and the state governments, uh, the local law enforcement, and, and the, 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 all of these things have, have shown the resilience and strength. The free market has more resilience and strength that, than we can possibly imagine. But there's, they're whittling away at it. They're wheedling away at it. They're seeking to destroy it. And, I mean, there's multiple forces that are working against it, uh, one of the major ones, of course, is the United States Congress and the administration and the judiciary. These creations of a contract, you know, they, they're the creatures of the contract. They came into being because of a contract called the United States Constitution. They have no more power than the Constitution allows. And there is nothing in the Constitution that allows them to do everything they're doing. And it's very minimalist. And in fact, <laughs> uh, back in the days of the Federalist Papers, James Madison said most of the funding required would come from our tariffs on imports. In the Federalist 45, you can go read about that. But the fact of the matter is, today we have all sorts of revenue streams, but the total amount is a little over $3 trillion a year. We've, we regularly and almost exclusively exceed that every year one, one and a half, two trillion dollars. Oh, what the heck? What's a little tr trillion we exceed it by? And and in the f past few years, we have just ballooned to well over 30 trillion. And as you point out, that's the admitted debt. That doesn't include all of the promises we've made to pay in the future that there's no revenue stream for. It's just uh, on the books and, yep, we're going to figure this out as we go. We have, I mean, I, I tell people, you know, they, they're not spending money like drunken sailors. Drunken sailors are spending their own money. This is not theirs. And and it's like Sotomayor um, was in a recent decision in the Supreme Court said, well, if they're going to accept our money, they have to accept our rulings on this. And that had to do with the COVID things for uh, for people that are going on Medicare and Medicaid and so on. That's not their money. It's our money. It's our money. Now, George Washington in his Federalist, uh, excuse me, his farewell address pointed out that there have to be taxes in order for a government to exist. It's just part of the nature of the beast. But they must be judiciously and honorably carried out. And when we're way outside the bounds, it's, it's Well, and there was a fine line, crisis. by the way, Dr. Bradley, there was a fine line about how they were supposed to pay for the legitimate proper role of government. And the goal was indirect. It was never to be 
directly forced on the individuals or on the family or on the earning side of the equation or on the spending side of the equation or anything to do with our transactions or anything to do with our privacy. It was meant to say, look, we can have apportionment taxes and we can have tariffs at the borders, neither have a direct impact on your day-to-day reality. And if government's thin and small, the effect of the necessary taxes will be very minimal indeed. But they've now changed it to where it's a direct tax via the IRS uh, and the IRS literally spies on you and gets all your personal information and violates your privacy. But then it's direct, and they used it to literally beat people into submission by force of penalty of perjury and everything else. And now we just get the headline, the IRS is hiring 10,000 more workers because they have 20 million backlogged tax returns. And they're going to hire these 10,000 workers, 5,000 in the next few months, and hopefully 10,000 by the year. And they want to clear off all these uh, filings. All they have to do is go back to indirect apportionment and or tariffs and just dump the IRS. But, of course, they'll never do it because that's how they um, p- keep the people in fear and keep the people on the reservation, so to speak. I know that's a bad term to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. Th- they do this on purpose. They're not about to give up on this. But now we're going to have 10,000 more goons supposedly to help us file our taxes, but really to force us into compliance and to abuse us and bludgeon us financially to death. They're squeezing more blood out of the turnip is what they're going to do. And here's the deal. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, he called them tax gatherers. He says, Americans almost never see a tax gatherer. And, And that was by design internal to the country. We were free to go about what we needed to do. And there was not a law for everything. And, there wasn't a pickpocket on every corner, and, and you say, well, uh, we don't want dishonest pickpockets. Well, if the government's the pickpocket, you have the police on their side. And, and by the way, Bastiat talked about that in his book, The Law, a marvelous little book that should be read by everybody also. He talked about the gendarmes, the, the police. He was French. The police are on the side of the illegal uh, confiscation of private property. When, when those that gain control of the government start pulling the levers of government on their behalf. And that's exactly what this thing is in this great passage. You know, what was it, 68 to 31 uh, that it passed? Then Schumer has this great victory, and Biden has his great victory, and every little stupid senator that voted for it has a victory for some little special project that they, you know, somehow sold their soul for. And, and the integrity has just been abandoned. It's been abandoned in, in our, our highest circles of government. And it's a travesty and a tragedy. And I, uh, and I, and I look, I, I, you know, when we watched the uh, State of the Union address the other day, uh, last week, a week ago, um, I, there were the, the three people that, that were in line for presidency. I mean, the guy that was talking was the president. Kamala was over his shoulder there, um, and uh, so she's up next, and then behind her comes Pelosi. And it's like, holy cow, what are we doing? I mean, you look, Biden's administration is an abject failure. There's nothing good that's come out of that constitutionally at this point. You look at Kamala, she was rejected by the Democrats early in their primary process as unqualified and unworthy and everything else like that. She hasn't touched anything since she's been in the administration as the vice president that has had a satisfactory outcome. And then Nancy Pelosi, I think I mentioned last time we were on that she was like a six-year-old girl at a a birthday party waiting for her own first pony ride. 
I mean, it was like, where do we get these people that are so completely undignified, unstatesmanship-like, and unable to comprehend the simple, plain English words of the United States Constitution? And that's who we've got leading this country? Are you kidding me? It's, it's a tragic travesty, sadly. You got to have prayers for the nation, ladies and gentlemen. You got to repent. Uh, we, the people, need to repent and turn to God Almighty instead of bureaucrats for our answers. Uh, putting our arm or trust in the arm of flesh, uh, putting our faith in these, these men and women uh, that lead us astray, always learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth is a serious problem indeed. The nation uh, needs to look at the Constitution, the heavenly banner. And if we do, this nation shall endure. And that's what we advocate for, a firm testimony in the Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. And there is no mortal man on the earth that's going to play the role of the Savior, ladies and gentlemen. That's a dishonest deception. Stand with Christ. Stand with liberty. Stand with the U.S. Constitution. Use the checks and balances to restore the republic in the traditions of our founders. Do so by being a religious, a humble, a moral people. That's the only way to get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no other answer on the face of the earth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Savior. And that's the case for the sacred cause of liberty as well. After all, the only purpose for government is to protect life, liberty, and property. Otherwise, there's no value in government whatsoever. It's going to take an educated populace, doctor. It is, and, and honestly, we may pray, may God help us, but... But we must conform to his standard, and I don't know how we can possibly expect him to be pleased with us if we're violating that standard at every single turn. So, yeah, I would say may God help the nation, but the nation needs to align itself with his standard and, and seek to bring it about. So, yeah, We that's, declare that's this nation good. shall endure, ladies and gentlemen, freedomsrisingsun.com for the Q&As and weekly webinars from Dr. Scott Bradley. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com, all kinds of great sites. Support us, fund us. We're grateful you've got time. We pray we work together to restore the republic. We declare this nation shall endure, but God save the republic.